0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Arrow Slingers. Um, so the Premier League done and dusted, well, the uh, the group phase of it anyway. Peter Wright is out. He didn't get through to the finals, and oh, a bit of a shock to me. Joe Cullen got through. Not a shock that Joe Cullen got through, but I was a shock that Peter Wright dropped out. Uh, Joe Cullen, to get through, had to had to win every game last week had to win two this week or had to win against Peter Wright and did so well done to Joe he held on to his spot uh Michael Smith had a he's had a brilliant month now he's on an absolute tear uh got a, a night win which is fantastic for him and fantastic for the PDC they would have wanted everyone to have gotten a win just to make it seem like it's more even uh, he well well deserved though he's probably one of those players that, Probably should have won one earlier. Probably could have won a lot more than one, but regularly was on the end of brilliant performances. Uh, He beat Johnny Clayton to win, and that's always a a fair effort. And, of course, Johnny Clayton getting there is pretty standard these days. We'll have a look at the final a tiny bit later on. We won't do too much tonight. We'll just have a bit of a yarn. Uh, Gary Anderson was very solid, which was good to see. Uh, He was working his way into form nicely with... The World Cup, whether or not he competes in that's a different story. World Series coming up and the World Match play soon. So hopefully he continues that sort of form. Uh, he had 3 180s and 9 140s. He outscored Johnny Clayton in both of those categories a 101 average to, to Gaz and a 94 to Johnny. But Johnny had the darts. So he was able to hold on and win that one 6 five, I think it was, or 6 4, something like that. But it was, um yeah, a very, very. Very good Gary Anderson, very much. His grouping was on on song. His triple 20 hitting was outstanding. Uh, he missed a bull to get the 170 in leg nine, and that would have broken throw when they were on throw and made the whole match very interesting from there. So Gary looking good. Uh, yeah, grouping back to being sensational. It was only a brilliant 1-2-6 finish from Johnny Clayton to break straight back in uh, leg five or something along those lines. Uh, just nine points total for Gary for the whole Premier League. so not brilliant by his enormous standards. it is what it is. Um, will we see Gary back in the Premier League? I don't know. Only he knows that and only the guys picking the the lineup know that really, but it's a long way away from picking next year so who knows. Uh, Gary, uh, sorry James Wade versus Gerwin Price. Not a great contest, a 91 average to Wade, 89 to Gerwin. Gerwin was able to get it done, though. Uh, Gerwin Price was 50% on his doubles, so it was all his scoring that let him down and had him in such a low average. uh break of throw in the first leg pretty much set it up and a 117 finish in leg two for Gerwin, and that was a 6-4 win and pretty straightforward stuff. Uh, James Wade ended up finishing third on the ladder after that, so Joe Cullen had to win the night. Uh, after that Wade loss, for him to steal third spot, but the players will tell you they don't care. They don't care where they finish, but with Michael Van Gerwen just coming out and announcing that he's got an injury that he's going to get operated on after finals night, when you come out like that, similar to what Gerwyn Price did, so I just want to try and fix something up up here. It's not all going to plan, or not. That's a green screen behind me, in case you were wondering. It's not actually the beach. It's just been a little bit temperamental. That'll do. That's as good as it's going to get tonight. Um. Yeah, so he's come out and announced he's got an injury. We saw it happen to go and price. He was just holding on, just going along, announced that he had that broken hand and he sort of fell off the wagon a little bit after that. You saw it then swelling up big time. Ooh. And he just had a couple of weeks of struggle to go and price. So hopefully that doesn't happen to MBG after coming out and saying he's got an injury and he's nursing it. But we'll see. He's got three weeks until finals, which we'll have a bit of a discussion about shortly. Yeah, so... Yeah, you don't want to be playing either of Michael Ving... If you had to pick between Michael Ving and Johnny Clayton, you wouldn't pick either until now that that injury has been announced. They're both... Uh, James Wade's probably... Chomping at the bit to get a goal of Van Gerwen and not Johnny Clayton, to be honest. Uh, yeah, so James Wade, third, Gerwen Price dropped all the way down to seventh, I think. Yeah, seventh, so with Michael Smith winning. And like last week, sorry, the week before after he won his second night, he was in line to take on the final spot. But um, yeah, it just fell apart at the end there. Joe Cullen took it. Uh, bully boy, Michael Smith, he beat Michael Van Gerwen 6-4 in a decent contest. Uh, both in the mid-90s, it was tense, and it has been between those two, so sometimes they'll both turn up. It'll be a tense, exciting, high-quality match, and then there was last week where it was bits of high-quality, bits of double missing, bits of iffiness, bits of brilliance, but it was tense, and it's always tense between these two. Uh, Michael Van Gerwen finished second, and it's just the second time in total that he hasn't finished Top of the league, there was a year Glenn Durant finished top, and Michael Van Gerwen didn't even make the playoffs. I think that was twenty twenty. Um, so yeah, Michael Van Gerwen second place, and that'll that'll bother him. But that's what pros do; they want to be the best all the time. Uh, Joe Cullen beat Peter Wright. This was the quarterfinal all we looking forward to. Booked his spot on finals nights. Um, it was on throw at four four. Uh, Joe holds his throw and then breaks, so it was looking pretty tense for a bit, but uh, he's starting to look better and better, Joe Cullen. He's starting to get his finishing on. I think he was five out of six of... Uh, so <laughs> He was uh, seven out of six on his doubles and five of those doubles were at double 16 and he hit all five on double 16. So he was 100% on double 16 in that match and that sort of continued. It is uh his finishing is next level. The finishing one, both was next level. So it was eighty five percent doubles to Joe Cullen and eighty percent to Peter. Uh, Peter will be disappointed with that Premier League campaign. I've said it at the start of the camp at the start of the Premier League when we did our preview. It hasn't been a happy hunting ground for Peter Wright, and he'll be pretty disappointed with that performance. I don't think he will be too happy that's what happens uh, he was just coasting i thought he was for sure going to get through and get the job done but he just didn't uh yeah so he's dropped down to 5th after that so yeah he'll be just absolutely devastated after dominating night 1 it's sort of just been a coasting effort and he didn't coast through to the finals so and that's what they all want to do he was hoping to get through to finals night and then make a stand from there all right semi finals bully boy Versus Gerwin Price. It was a 6 3 win to Bully Boy and a very below par performance from Gerwin Price. An 88 average with 75% on his double. So once again, his scoring is letting him down at the moment. Three uh, 180s to Gerwin, just one to Bully Boy. Eight 140s to Michael Smith. That's where he got him. Just one to Gerwin Price. Uh, Gerwin ended in seventh position, yeah, seventh, with Bully Boy winning. Uh, he hated that format, and Price. He's put it out a lot on social media and all the interviews he's done that he just did not like that format. It was draining. It was worn out and just didn't work, he felt like, which is a very strange concept because all the players, the, the thing is it's a mini tournament in one night that's draining and wears him out. He likes the old style, but most tournaments that professional darts players will play would be very similar. So the Players' Championships has played 128-man tournament played in one day. And this is a eight-man tournament played in one day. The Players' Championship events are first to six, so is the Premier League. The only difference being the semis at the Players' Championships is first to seven. And the final is first to eight. That doesn't happen at the Premier League at the moment. It's all first to six. The European Tour events are very similar. So you've got round one and round two, I think, are played on day one. No, round one. Sorry, I'll get this right. Round one's played. The European Tour's played across three days. Round one's played on day one because there's quite a lot of matches. I think rounds two and three are played the next day. And the last day is for the quarterfinals, semi finals, finals. So. It's all very similar to what they do anyway. Very few tournaments. It just happens that they're the biggest tournaments. So Grand Slam, the, the semifinals and finals are played on the same day. The Grand Prix, I think the final has its own day. World Championships has its own day. Match play, I'm pretty sure, has its own day, or it may be semis in the afternoon, final at night. I'll double-check that and confirm. But so most of the the big tournaments are the only ones with a big, nice gap. All the other tournaments? Ooh, sorry, All the other tournaments are played quickly, so the smaller ones, so there's thirty players' championship events. The UK opens played in a similar similar style, a lot of it's a lot of the last matches are focused into the one one day. So it's strange to say that, and you may not like it, but it's what you should be used to. so as not much I dislike going on, but I don't agree with that opinion. I'm not a huge fan of that format anyway, but to say that it's because it's draining and it's worn out and it's long and it's dreary, that's what all the the darts tournaments are like. So strange, strange just come out and say you don't like it, you hate it, and you prefer the other one. You don't even have to have a reason. I don't have a huge reason other than I've said before I like that building of suspense. I don't like to have a conclusion every night. I want everyone to get up, go do their job, throw their darts, get off the stage come back for finals night. Because at the end of the day, that's what they're all there for. The 10 grand didn't really do much for anyone. Uh, Gary Anderson looked like it was just go up there and throw some darts. He didn't care about the 10 grand. Go and price, especially towards the end, didn't care about the 10 grand. Peter Wright didn't really seem to be phased too much. It was just about playing darts and tinkering with his equipment and setup and getting it right. So it was it's hard to say that the 10 grand cash prize at the end of each night made it matter. And Gary Anderson was well and truly out of the running early on. So did that concept work? I don't think so. But anyway, um, Johnny beats Joe Cullen 6-4 to make his ninth final. So out of 16 nights, I think it's been 16, there's, there's a total of 17, they're counting the 17th week as finals night. They uh, He's made nine finals, so that's over half. Uh, Joe broke early on, but you're never safe against Johnny Clayton. 4 to 1 in favour of Johnny. Joe's doubling had been around 80% for the night and it was just 40% against Johnny. So if you can't maintain that, which it's hard to maintain a doubling percentage of 80, then you're going to struggle. But it ended up 6-4 to Johnny Clayton. The final bully boy was outstanding, scoring so good at the moment. He's finishing excellent, 66.67%. And we keep saying... I keep saying and I keep thinking and I'm of the belief that once he starts finishing well, he's unbeatable and looks world champion like, unstoppable almost because his scoring is so good. It's just his doubles are so inconsistent. Say so one week he'll be sixty, one game he'll be sixty percent, then he's down well below thirty. Well below thirty is something that's where someone around my ability throws doubles at. So. If he can consistently have that around 40 and higher, then he's going to be a multiple major winner and multiple world champion. But that's, that's what happens. Uh, he got to 4-0, and then he only had, only had one dart at double, Johnny Clayton, in that 4-0 spell, So, and that was at the bullseye. So well done to Bully Boy. He really shut Johnny down early. Johnny got it back to 4-3, but from there, it was uh, all Michael Smith. He won the next two legs to wrap it up with a 112 peg to finish it all off. So well done again to Bully Boy finally getting a win on the board. Um, So three weeks or so until the final. So we had a quick chat there about the format and what's the go there. So before finals night comes out, we'll do a bit of a a preview of finals night. And what I'm going to do is go through, look at all the quarterfinals and see what the difference between the latter would be if – as it is, and what the ladder would look like if you go through just the quarterfinal because that's all you would play. And we'll see the difference there. I think you're not going to see too much difference. I think maybe Joe Cullen would be lower because a lot of his nights where he's done well, he is just – sorry, what I'm trying to say is he's won game group games in patches and in uh, in clumps, so he's had a final, nothing, a final, nothing a semi-final here or there where he didn't even have to play and actually performed pretty poorly after that. So I'm going to do that and see what the difference in the ladder would have been. Um, so the, the other strange thing happening is the delay now. So there's now a three-week gap between finals night and night 16. I think it's about three weeks, So and it's played on a Monday night. So so much different to what we're used to on the Premier League. So I don't have Premier League to watch this weekend as much as the US Darts Masters is going to be exciting. It's going to be excellent. It's the start of the World Series. We'll get into that soon. But now it's, a yeah, three weeks of nothingness and then it's on a Monday night, which is Tuesday morning for me, which is busy time. So it's going to be a struggle to watch it all and keep up to it, but I'll do my best. I'll make it happen. The biggest thing is that time of three weeks, so much can change. How bad is Michael Van Gerwen's injury going to be weighing on his mind? What form is Joe Cullen going to be in in three weeks? So I don't think there's much happening on the the floor in the next three weeks because you've got the U.S. Darts Masters. They're all gearing up for the World Cup as well. I'll double-check that shortly. What I'll try and do is double-check it while we are speaking, and I'll come back to you. But, yeah, so that's three weeks of form that you can go from – Big to little, big to little, big to little. Sorry, I'm just trying to get the calendar up to see what else is. Michael Smith has got a ridiculous amount of time. I heard something the other day of how much darts he is playing, and he's not going to have time to do anything. I think he's, he'll probably sit out a Euro tour now that he's won one. So I've got it up here now. I won't show you, I'll just tell you what it is. So you've got the US Darts Masters coming up this weekend. Uh, nothing there. So then the Nordic Darts Masters, which I believe is also part of the World Series on the 10th till the 11th, and then the 13th of June. So it's, not, it's just over two and a half weeks from the last one to the next one. That's a lot, and there's nothing else in between unless it's the eight players going over to compete. And if we have a look at the players, so I think all the four finalists are... Playing, so you got Johnny, MVG, Wade, and Cullen. I don't know if Cullen's in there. So let's have a, we'll have a look at that. So that could be huge for Joe Cullen if he's not over there at the US Darts Masters or the Nordic Darts Masters, because there's nothing else, nothing else happening in between. Sorry, guys, I'm just trying to get some. Stats, I should really do this beforehand. Um, All right, so I'll be able to bring up the page of all of them. So we'll go through for sure what's happening later. So the U.S. Darts Masters, you've got Peter Wright, Gerwin Price, Michael Van Gerwen, Fallon Sherrick, James Wade, Michael Smith, Gary Anderson, and Johnny Clayton. So Joe Cullen not competing. Nordic Darts Masters, which is on the 10th of the 11th, so that is the weekend before the finals of the Premier League. Peter Wright, Gerwin Price, Michael Van Gerwin, Fallon Cherick, James Wade, Michael Smith, Gary Innocent, Dimitri Vandenberg, so no Johnny Clayton there. So Johnny Clayton's only playing at the US Darts Masters, Joe Cullen at neither. That is That could be huge to have no major competitive darts because, as we said, if you've got the calendar – PDC calendar again. I've gotten rid of that because that's important to what we're discussing here. I know I'm rambling on a bit, but it's it's this is important to how the world of darts is. Yep, yeah, say so nothing. Windmower Development Tour, third of June. U.S. Darts Masters third and fourth. Women Development Tour fourth. Uh, North American Championships. That's oh, that's something different to that. Um, Windmower Development Tour and the Nordic Darts Masters then Kazoo Premiership League, Premier League playoffs, so that's right, I'm right let's get you back up for where I can see her so yeah, that's what I'm talking about now is that Joe Cullen has, he has no competitive darts now, between now and the playoffs of the Premier League so that's a huge advantage to James Wade, Johnny Clayton and Michael Van Gerwen. not so much Johnny Clayton because he's only playing in one of them Form can swing and sway so quick. So, as I said, how bad is Michael Van Gerwen's injury going to get to him? How much does that get to his head? What kind of form is Joe Cullen going to find himself in? Will James Wade be burnt out from travelling to from the US to the Nordic Dust Masters? Who knows? That's going to be absolutely crucial to what happens in three weeks' time. I guarantee you. It's not just a matter of roll-up and it's back to what the Premier League was. Johnny Clayton may find an absolute hole and be out of form. He may fire up and be absolutely flying. So strange, but we'll see. So as I said, Michael Van Gerwen due to have surgery after Premier League Finals night, <coughs> should be ready for the match play, but that's going to be a big if because <coughs> you never know how... Sorry, i got a wet whistle. <coughs> you never know how surgery is going to go, what that's going to do to you. Hopefully he'll be right. Uh for the match play, he'll miss his championship 16 and 17. He'll obviously get the US Darts Masters and the Nordic Darts Masters out of the way. Hopefully he'll be right for the uh, Australian, the Townsville and the Wollongong events, which while, we'll, while we're there, we'll confirm because they hadn't confirmed two of the Dutch Darts Masters Queensland. We, they hadn't confirmed. The, oh, no, they still haven't confirmed. I thought they did, but. I think Johnny Clayton is heading down under for the Australian leg of the World Series. I should be able to find that news for us shortly. But, yeah, so with Michael Van Gerwen not playing, he won't be at the World Cup is what we're saying. He won't be at the World Cup. So that means that Dirk van Dijvenbode and Danny Noppert will represent Netherlands. Um, Great for them to represent, but I don't see Netherlands winning it now. So I've had a chat with a mate about a few different lineups and teams and I don't see England and I don't see the Netherlands winning it now. So Scotland, Australia, Northern Ireland, always a chance with Gurney and Dolan. And I think, yeah, Australia, massive chance this this time around. So that's looking good. So what I can see here... Back to what we were talking about before. Johnny Clayton and Joe Cullen have been confirmed as the final two PDC players for the World Series darts treble header in Australia and New Zealand. So Peter Wright, Gerland Price, Michael Van Gerwen, James Wade, Michael Smith, Fallon, Sherrick, Joe Cullen and Johnny Clayton coming down under. I was kind of hoping that Gary Anderson would be, but he's not, but we'll take we'll take those stars any day of the week. All right, so we had the 8th European Tour event, uh, the Dutch Starch Championship. Uh, Bully Boy took that out. He was outstanding there. Looked amazing all weekend, so continued his form from his stunning Premier League efforts on Thursday night right through to Saturday, Sunday. I don't think he played in the first round, so he almost looked unbeatable at times, and that was Evident with his 110 average against Damon Header. twice on a nine data after two visits, so six perfect darts. I think one, one of those goes he had seven perfect darts. Uh, it's the only way to beat Damon Hedda at the moment is to play ridiculous darts like that. And he beat Danny Knopp at 8-7 in the final, did Michael Smith a bit of revenge there for the UK Open. It's not quite the same as the UK Open, but still some good revenge. Uh, it was a great game of darts. Uh, Danny Knopp was waiting on 132 in the final leg, Decider and Bully Boy took out a 104 finish. So, precious stuff by both. And well done to Bully Boy. So, two Euro Tour titles, two players' championship events, a Premier League night. It's been a good month for Michael Smith. He just looks at ease at the moment. As we said before, when he doubles well, he is World Championship quality. So, he's when he played the way he did at the Worlds, he was just as good as Peter Wright throughout the whole tournament. And it was really just an absolute blistering spell from Peter Wright that denied him a world championship. From there, you thought he's going to absolutely tear it apart this year. He was going to dominate. He didn't do well on the floor to start with. His Premier League start wasn't great. He was performing okay but wasn't getting results. Then he had a pretty good run at the Masters. He had a brilliant run at the UK Open. And now he's starting to put it all together with two Euro tours, two players' championship events, a uh, Premier League, finally a Premier League night win. So look out. I think he's about to really, really get going. And if I go back to the calendar, we'll get that back up again and just give an example of what the players, some of the players are likely to face. Because he is an absolute star, he's young, he's an absolute gun. We love him. So his next few weeks look like this. He's in New York and the third of the fourth. Then he's flying over to the Nordic Darts Masters. He's not in the Premier League Championships. He probably plays at Players' Championships 16 and 17, so Nordic Darts Masters next weekend. So you've got this weekend coming up, the US. Nordic Darts Masters the following weekend. Uh, Players' Championships midweek that week. World Cup of Darts the weekend after, which he'll be a part of. The Dutch Darts Masters, which is part of the World Series, which is... Uh, The next weekend in June, so he's full on every weekend and that's in Amsterdam, the Dutch Darts Masters, the World Cup's in Frankfurt. So he's flying all over the world before he then has another European tour, which he'll probably sit out because he's won one, so he would have qualified for the European Championships. Then you've got Players' Championship 19 and 20 back in England before the world match play at the end of July and then in August, heading over to Australia after three players' championship events. So a full-on few weeks, a few months for Michael Smith. But he's that kind of player. So some players, like Gary Anderson, are gifted. And Gary Anderson would practice. He says he doesn't practice anymore. Probably doesn't, but to grab the first set of darts, throw 140, 180, ridiculous. Michael Smith, yes, he's talented, he's naturally gifted, but he works his backside off. So hopefully being as much as he practices, so say he practices six hours a day, six of those hours for the next few months, half the time it's going to be on the big stage. I think it's only going to set him up for an absolute breakout and potentially I'm going to call it early and go a world championship at the end of the year. I really do think he's in the running to take that out. So, yeah, Michael Smith would be disappointed that he hadn't done more in the first two, three months of the year, but he's now starting to really build and looking amazing. Uh, He would be disappointed that he didn't get that UK open under his belt and disappointed that he didn't get a crack at the Premier League. Didn't finish far off, but didn't finish in there. So he'll be disappointed. All right, so Damon Hedder, he lost that belter of a match to Michael Smith. I think it was like 7-4 in the end. So it was really a bit of... The, the scoreline doesn't suggest how close it was because Damo was in it. It was just... Mock Smith was far too good. Uh, it was well below par, though. Damon Hedder in his first... His round two, so his first match, against Scott Waits. Just an 85 average after averaging. He followed that up with 100 against Bully Boy, but got the job done against Scott Waits. So another win for Damon. We just keep adding them up. Um, but, yeah... The story of the weekend was absolutely well and truly the wizard Simon Whitlock Though Looked absolutely amazing. He had a 99 average in round one win over Jamie Hughes. His first nine was ridiculous. It was all weekend, but this one, it was at one stage, it was about 135. I think it dropped to about 130 for the match. Five 180s, couple of 12 dart legs, 13 in there. He then took on Joe Cullen, who's looked sensational of late and 97 average against Joe Cullen, a 6-5 win. Uh, another five 180s. A tense final leg though. It was a 19 dart hold of throw to win, and yeah, just looked amazing. His stats dropped against Daniel Larson. Uh, still four 180s, but only an 88 average. And a bit of double trouble early on, but the highlight of the, of the entire weekend. It's gone viral. I've even tried to look on YouTube. There's bugger all videos of people actually doing this in the PDC, but he had a 150 finish, bullseye, bullseye, bullseye. Normally, most finishes besides that one, you go on YouTube and you can find a compilation of players doing a 170, a 161, a 17, sorry, not a 17, a 167. There's compilations of it. There's people doing it all the time. 132s, 135s, all those party shots. You you can't find people doing the 50-50-50, the bullseye, bullseye, bullseye. Because it just doesn't happen. So he had a he threw one at the bullseye, probably thinking if I get a 25, I can try and set something up from there. Or if I get a bull, try and set something else up from there because he was a fair way ahead and he was 5-1 up in the match. But it sat so perfectly that he just pounded in the other two. So absolutely brilliant. And it was, yeah, so a great weekend. He then um, got knocked out by Callan Rids in the quarterfinals. But hopefully from there that keeps lifting him up and he will make the European Tour Championships. Because it's, he does his best work there, and just i just having to think over the weekend after watching him play so well, as to how amazing Simon Whitlock's been. Like he's just been our number one guy. He's our best darts player ever to come from Australia. He's been a World Championship finalist. That was in 2010, so 12 years ago, I think 2008. 2008, if I'm not mistaken, Mark Webster. Won the Lakeside World Championships with Simon Whitlock being his opponent there. So outstanding. And he's won, I think he may have won the Oceanic in 2002 or won one or two big Australian tournaments in 2002. 72 European Tour events. So all those European Tour events that we talk about that build up to the European Championships, which is another major of the PDC. He's played at 72 of them. And it won't be long before I think... If I'm not mistaken, he probably won't overtake because I think it's made Van Gerwen with the most. And he's just loved everywhere he goes for that. The, he's just a lovable character. He never really goes at the crowd, never really gets stuck into him. Always got a smile on his face, just loves darts. He's iconic with his beard and his ponytail. And, yeah, absolutely loved. As I've done a Bix Top 3, which has been on hiatus for a while. Go back and look at it. It would be in one of the early episodes and it's on the spine-tingling walk-ons, and Simon Whitlocks is an absolutely outstanding one. It's fantastic. At the 2010 Premier League, his debut, it just goes nuts. And this is how much he loves darts just as much as we love him as a darts player. He played at a Players' Championship event probably two months ago. It was on the Sunday, and he got knocked out early on. I think it was round one or two. He went straight. Drayed out and uh, went home early, got himself cleaned up, two-hour drive home to North Hampshire I think he lives in and played at a local comp that afternoon in his pub. That is how much he loves darts. It's sensational. You cannot top things like that. That's what we want to hear. That's what we want to see. And if they all did it, it would be fantastic. I think a fair few of them do over in England, but you just don't see that sort of stuff here too much. But, yeah, the Wizard bit of wizard love there and i can't wait for, to watch what he does the rest of the year it's going to be phenomenal the world cup's going to be phenomenal we're going to have a proper look at that later on when it comes around and we get some confirmed lineups for all the all the teams all right so the world series kicks off this was more of a not a gimmicky concept but to start off with it was just to have tournaments around the around the globe i don't even think they had finals a finals night tiles Style set up back in the day, but now they do. So you've got the Nordic Darts Masters, the US Darts Masters, Townsville, Wollongong, New Zealand, and I think it is the Dutch Darts Masters in the Netherlands. That may be it, I'm pretty sure. So six events, it works similar to an order of merit. So having the local guys in Australia, so there should be two Two in Australia, one in New Zealand. But each event, say, so the New Zealand one's going to have four Aussies. Sorry, the one in New Zealand's going to have four Kiwi qualifiers, one Australian qualifier, and our three PDC Aussies. So a good chance for them to get some points. Those three Aussies are going to be in both Townsville and Wollongong, so more chances for them to get a win on the board. So that's Gordon Mathers, Damien Hedda, and Simon Whitlock. So hopefully they, or they probably only need to get one, and they're in. And then over in Australia, you've got one New Zealand spot. So there's a potential for one of the New Zealanders to play in all three. One Australian can go over to the New Zealand as a qualifier as well. So there's a chance for an Australian to play in all three there as well. And there's going to be four Aussies in the Australian one. So plenty of chances for our guys to get some points on the board and see themselves at the finals in Vienna, I think it is. So eight pros versus eight challenges is the setup for all these events. As I said, I think it started off as a bit of a gimmick to spread the word, but now it's a full-on big event with finals and all those challengers get a chance to go over and have a crack. And where are we? Yep, having two, plenty of chances for Australia. Uh, the, the US one, there's no no challenges will win this one. It'll just be all the pros getting through. So the pros go up against the challenger. There's no challenge drawn out of a hat and a challenger up ends up against the challenger. Maybe Danny Lowby is a chance to have a win, but I don't think so. And I'm tipping Gerwin Price to have a win and I think he needs it. And after the the spat with the Premier League, I think he'll come out and prove a point just to say, hey, I don't just dislike things like that. I just didn't like the Premier League. Because, he, yeah, with a very similar setup this Tournament. So they'll be round one, will be on one day, and then it'll be quarters, semis. So, no, eight goes into four, four into two. Yeah, semis and finals will be on one night. I think, I think I'm think i all over the place with that. Yeah, no, that should be all. 16, 8, 2, 14. 16, 8, four, 2. Yeah, so quarters, semis, and final will be on one night. The first round will be on the first night with all 16 players, and the next day. You'll have quarterfinals, semis and final on one day. So get used to that, going. That's going to be how they're all played and how a lot of stuff is played. So that'll just about wrap us up for tonight. We've gone 35 minutes again. We've got a tiny bit of a break. We'll have a quick chat next week about the US Darts Masters, but we'll get some other, other stuff happening at the same time. Enjoy the World Series kicking off. That means that they're close to coming to Australia with the Premier League wrapping up. That means we're very close to the World Cup and the World Match Play. Oh, darts is coming our way.